Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, it's me, the Einstein of Wall Street. We are here with Trade Like Einstein. I am Peter Tuckman, and we're here on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange in the balcony. History is made in this building every single day. Somebody with my long-term experience, I've been here for 137 years, it is my responsibility to help teach you how to navigate this market successfully. Boom! And hey, everybody, it's me, the Einstein of Wall Street from the balcony at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, this is Trade Like Einstein. Today, we're going to be doing something that's unfortunately, fortunately, actually never been done before. I'm going to introduce you to Ella. Ella is a survivor of the most horrifying experience that's happened since the Holocaust um, in Israel. And she's going to share a little bit of her story. She's just come back from Israel. Obviously, everybody knows what happened on October 7th uh, in Israel. The attack by Hamas that killed 1,400 Israelis and the God, it's just, I, I'm, I'm choked up just even talking about it. The, the attack on the Jewish people in terms of anti-Semitism that's just growing to a level that we've never seen before. The worst event that's ever happened since the Holocaust. I am a child of a survivor, of both survivors. Both my parents were in Auschwitz for four years, and so it's been a big part of my life. And obviously the Jewish people in Israel are the closest thing to my heart. So I wanted to welcome you. I wish it could be on our better circumstances. And just give me a little bit of background on what it was like and, and what brings you here to the United States. Uh, I, I'm here to tell my story because I see these days that uh, many people question what happened that day. Many people deny also what happened or justify it. I'm here uh, to tell people what happened that day really loud and clear uh, from first-hand experience. Let people know these things happen. We must remember, not forget, and just let people see the truth. Can you tell me what happened to the best of your ability from the beginning of the the morning of, of October 7th? Uh, I spent 11 and a half hours sitting in the dark, being completely silent, uh, silent and uh, hearing. Uh, so you were on a kibbutz, sorry to interrupt, you were on a kibbutz at the board in the border. Okay, when the attack happened. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, my kibbutz is uh, two miles away from the border. Okay. And uh, uh, October 7th, it was a Saturday morning. Uh, between uh, 340 to 400 terrorists invaded our kibbutz. They started uh, breaking into people's houses, slaughtering people cruelly, burning people alive, raping women, cutting body parts off, torture, torturing people, just doing the worst things possible. And you saw this firsthand? I saw the bodies. You saw the bodies? Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so tell me, you spent 11 and a half hours in the dark, so you were hiding, right? Did they come into actually your home? 
Yes, they did. They tried to break in about five times. They also tried to use mechanical tools on the door. Uh, I don't know why, but they did not break in. Okay. But my family uh, got it harder than I did. Okay. And tell me, can you can you discuss actually what happened to your family? Uh, both my grandparents were shot. My and grandfather was shot in his leg, and my grandmother got hit by two bullets in her liver and one that hurt her elbow and back. Okay. After nine hours of bleeding without any medical attention, she was taken to a hospital to an urgent surgery and survived. Okay. Thank God. Uh, my cousin was kidnapped and just exactly a week ago was released. Thank you. Baruch Hashem. Yeah. Uh, my father was murdered during the event. He was in another house, not with me. I found out five days about the massacre when I was called to identify a body. A body. I could not identify it. I'm his only child and his right. parents and siblings are gone. But So I was supposed to probably recognize it since I'm a minor and the body's uh, condition was too graphic for me right. to see. I could not recognize it, but um, he died. And my uncle's house was burned down completely. Friends of mine have died. Everything is total chaos. Basically. You know, it's... Um, look, and we've seen, obviously, look, the... I, I, you know, so many questions come to mind just to, to what it was like to be, um, you know, sitting there, first of all, alone, not knowing really what was going on when suddenly your destiny, when your your safety that you feel. I mean, I've been to Israel many times and the level of first of all, being a Jew in Israel is the greatest feeling in the world. Yes. And, and the safety to be amongst your own people is a feeling that's unmatched. Right. You don't feel it anywhere as a Jew around the world, unfortunately, even more now than ever before. So that safety being broken obviously is obviously rocked your spirit to its core. I mean, how do you, how have you, you've lived now for how many, 60 days since then? Thank God your cousin was released. Have you seen, it's a her? Uh, I haven't seen him. It's him? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I talked to him on FaceTime. Okay. Were, was there a funeral for your father? Or more, any of these things happen? Yeah. And the kibbutz is now, is, was completely destroyed or? Most of it was. And uh, now, now they're all staying in a hotel in the Dead Sea. Okay. I couldn't be there because of the environment and uh, of course, I, it was too hard for me. So I was, I'm staying basically when I'm in Israel at my uncle and aunt's house. How old are you? I'm 14. Okay, so you know, I, so I grew up. Both my parents were in, in in the Holocaust, and as a young child, my parents would, you know, everybody who came out of the Holocaust dealt with the trauma and the, and the, it wasn't called PTSD back then. It was just called death trauma in a different way. Very many of the survivors were not able to communicate the story to their children, right? There's a whole syndrome of child of survivors who had to go through growing up with parents who had gone through this trauma. My parents were two different people. They, they took it upon themselves to share the horror of what they went through. They were in camps for four years. My mother lost 72 members of her family and, and uh, they were put up against Mengele, the death doctor at the entrance to Auschwitz. So I grew up with that trauma and it's affected my life for my whole life. I've dealt with a lot of different issues off the fact that as a young person from the age of six, I was shared with that trauma. And so I'm, I'm, I'm imparting on you as much strength as I can because the, some of the harder part is going to come in the future as all of this. I mean, you're still in, in, in triage mode. You're still in the midst of the aggressive trauma. When are you going back to Israel? In a week. Okay. And so uh, have you spoken to, I mean, obviously there were all the people that were killed in, and, and, and raped and, and, and abused at the concert. Did you know anybody who was at the concert? The, the music festival. At the music festival. 
Uh, there were people I knew, but unfortunately, they're no longer with us. No survivors. Yeah. No survivors that I know. Yeah. So you're here in the States. You've come to tell your story. And it's a story, you know, the world has risen up against anti-Semitism in a way. But unfortunately, it feels to me that the powers that be on the anti-Semitic side are way more. That voice has become so much louder than I would have thought would ever happen. And I'm sure you're feeling that too, as you said when you started this, that you need to tell this story, that it never again can happen. Yet we said that for the last 50 years since the Holocaust, and it did happen again, right? And to see yesterday, there was uh, the United States Congress they had four of the presidents of the largest universities in America who were asked if that the proclamation that all Jews should be killed in the Intifada is that hate speech. And they were not able to answer the question, yes or no. So for me, first of all, I'm honored to have you here and I'm so glad we got to talk. But for me to see that and for you as an Israeli, as a Jew, are you are you seeing that and are you feeling it? And, and what does that feel like? I mean, it's a devastating feeling for me. But obviously, an Israeli having gone through this, it's got to be devastating. Um, I'm, I'm honestly just shocked by the amount of hatred people have. People are blinded by hatred. And it's sad because these are people who do not care for uh, Palestinians' innocent life more than they hate the Israelis' life. And that's what makes me so sad that people just hate me. They don't like... It's not, it's not necessarily that they love the other side and want to help them. It's just they hate us. Right. Many of them are uh, just like that. And it's crazy that I was taught since I was like one year old, I was taught that my house is my uh, my palace, like my safe place. Yeah. Like nothing can happen to me. And now I'm hearing about friends of mine who were raped and shot in their house. Yeah. You know, what also is so devastating too is that, look, we've, we've dealt with, you know, I think the world over the last number of years is at some level where there's so much hatred has been rising. This happened to come at a time. It couldn't have been at a worse time. And, and also the fact that the, 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 um, the attacks on women, right? The rapes on women, the stories, the detailed stories about this. Look, we have a women's movement in America. There's everything that we talk about on a daily basis about safety of women in the workplace, in, in schools, in universities and whatnot. And it hasn't been addressed 60 days since a story where thousands of women who were killed and thousands of women were raped and physically abused. And no one is standing up against that is absolutely devastating. And yeah. you as a young woman, that must be just... It is, and I and I obviously criticize the the women organizations who work for women. There are women who are kidnapped in the Gaza Strip. Women came back from captivity, reporting about being raped and being tortured. And uh, everyone knows the the women get the get it harder in captivity. And there are many uh, reports of uh, women who weren't even taken hostage who were raped or yeah. tortured. And uh, they took advantage of the fact of them being women. Now, I don't think any woman in the world, and by the way, we're talking about innocent women. We're innocent not talking about women. prisoners. Exactly. Innocent women, people invaded into their homes, took their uh, privacy and took their innocence away in a matter of minutes. And uh, the world is, uh, is silent. And I think women everywhere should stand up for these women who had to go through it because they didn't do anything but be Jews. Correct. And, uh, it, and it makes you, in my opinion, it makes you such a hypocrite if you think it's okay for women who are Jews and Israelis to go through anything like this. By the way, in women in general, they kidnap a Muslim woman. They don't care for Christian, Jewish, or uh, or Muslim. That we, and I think in that matter, women, we need to stand up for each other, no matter 
what religion, what our religion is. Correct. Uh, like a mil the million woman march. It's unbelievable how suddenly it became convenient to not talk about what happened about women here. I mean, as one of the biggest highlights of the experience, how women really stand out to the fact that the abuse was so devastating to them. Yes, and I see people saying, uh, I'm comments like this, literally like this, I'm usually against uh, raping when they're Israelis, it's something else. Yeah. I've seen comments like yeah. this, it makes yeah. me crazy. First of all, like I said, if anyone, if you say it, not you, I mean, in general, if anyone says it, it's such, you're such a hypocrite. Right. And also, it, it tells about you that you're such a bad person if you don't care about an innocent human being just because she was born the way she was born. Yeah. And that's also racism, but uh, people don't like to see the truth and people like to hide behind the screen and the comfortable lies. So. Yeah. So we also saw that Congress passed, uh, finally, I mean, people are starting to wake up, but the, the, the level of hatred that you see in the streets, you know, I, I take the subway home from work and I actually, look, I'm the little funny looking Jewish guy who's on the subway, who if they want, if, if suddenly a bunch of people want to get, attack somebody, I'm, I'm going to be that guy, right? So I, I even feel completely not safe as a Jew in the United States and as young students here in the United States and all over the world. So I'm really, I'm really grateful you got to tell the story. The story needs to be told. People need to know that we are not going to cower to the anti-Semitism that's happening globally. That suddenly the hatred that everybody's showing us needs to be really separated and identified for what it is, right? The 1,400 people who were killed on that day were innocent people. These weren't terrorists. These weren't soldiers. They were innocent people. And everybody also needs to realize that the, that the, mo the biggest danger against Palestinians is Hamas, and it's yes. not Israel for sure. Yeah. And also, we go back to the beginning when, when I said they uh, hate Israel's life more than they love Palestinians. So we're there again. Anyway, I'm so glad we got to talk. Never again, right? Thanks for coming. Bye. Thank you.